When we stay quiet with the things that are challenging for us and hurting us, it's just going to show up louder and louder and louder. We have to talk about these things that bind us and these things that cause us emotional harm. And it's like just like physical pain and physical harm, emotional pain, emotional harm is debilitating and it can kill us, you know, and we need to be honest. Let's dig through the mud together. We're so glad you're here. Join us here each week for Mudlark. But da 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 da. Welcome back to the show. This is Danny. I'm the host of this podcast, Mudlark, which I started last year in 2019 when life was a little smoother. It felt chaotic at the time, but after stepping into 2020 and just the craziness of this year, I look back and I'm like, wow, life was so easy. Um, And I started this podcast because I believe that our stories are what connect us, especially the most challenging parts of them. And although I'm not coming back every single week, I haven't been at least for the last few months with just regular episodes for you, I feel really inspired to be back here today, be back here sharing with you some of the hard things that I've had to go through in my life revolving around my mental health, anxiety, depression, all of the things that just are a part of this human experience for so many of us, those of us who struggle with our mental health. So hi, it's it's been a while. I hope you're doing okay right now. If you're not doing okay right now, I love you. If you're doing wonderful right now, I love you. But let's just begin. Um, whether you're sitting, laying down, whatever you're doing, I just want to take a few rounds of breath just to ground us here into this moment together. So If it's safe for you to close your eyes, go ahead, close your eyes, soften your shoulders, soften your hands, your feet, your lips, and let's just take a deep breath in from the pit of our belly. Huge exhale through the mouth. Let's do that two more times. Take a deep breath in. A long breath out. And last one, fill up on breath. Whole body fills with breath. More, more, more. Open mouth, exhale, let it go. Soften into this moment that you're in with me. Hi, I hope you have a cozy drink. I do, I have some chai in my favorite mug. If you're on my Instagram, you know what my favorite mug is, at Danny Bolts. Um, But yeah, I really am happy to be here today. It's been wild, you guys. It's been a wild 2020. Um, I had all the intention in the world to start this podcast and have two episodes a week. And very quickly, that dwindled down to one episode a week. And then back in March, when I had my miscarriage and my whole world fucking flipped upside down and yours, pandemic, what is going on? I just, 
I couldn't keep up with the consistency. I got really depressed early in the year and I'm actually in a really peaceful, good place right now, which is why I'm able to show up. But what I want to talk to you guys today is about how we can improve our mental health and our relationship to ourselves. And this has kind of been my focus for the year because once the pandemic hit in March and I guess it was early April that I had my miscarriage, but those are so connected in my mind and in my body. Um, I knew I was going to have to take my mental health by the reins and really hone in on what practices keep me safe, keep me safe from myself. Um, I started having mental health issues when I was really young. I grew up in an abusive household. If you've been on the show before, you know this. Um, episode three is kind of my whole story. And I I remember I actually was thinking about this in the middle of the night last night when I woke up about how I used to sleepwalk as a child. And one time, I don't remember this because I was asleep, but my mom said that I got up in the night, I walked out into the living room like at like 11 o'clock, just creepy, shining twin girl like it just reminds me of that but I walked out and my mom's like and I was crying and my mom said what's wrong like what's what's wrong and I said I'm scared and she said what are you scared of and I said myself (laughs) I just like threw my body onto the ground started crying and then eventually woke up and I know that I was like sleep talking, sleep walking, but the truth is like I have spent so much of my life being afraid of myself, being afraid of being alone with my thoughts and the low lows that I've experienced in my depression have just made me feel so fucking isolated and broken. I've been kind of on that verge of suicide at times. I've talked about that on a prior episode as well. I've never gotten like super close, but my mind has definitely been there. And yeah, I think it's been that way for a lot of people this year. I mean, just like the social isolation aspect itself, like putting that aside, just being faced with so much absurd unknown, it's it's been really hard. And yeah, I'm going to share with you today the ways that you can really take care of yourself we're stepping into fall, which is actually like my favorite season, the coziest, most nourishing season. And I think it's really going to be a cleansing shift for all of us. Um, the heat has been freaking hard. You know, we're up here in Northwest Montana. If you've been on the show before, it's been a hot summer and I'm just ready to cool off and get into some new self-care practices. So as you know, I've dealt with anxiety and depression for most of my life. Um, I was diagnosed bipolar when I was 13 years old. That's something I don't talk about very often because it's not something I super identify with anymore. But I was on medication from that age until my early 20s. And it was kind of like this deep, dark secret. I had so much shame around that diagnosis. I wouldn't even tell boyfriends and then they would like find out because they googled me like you're supposed to when you start dating someone and I had gone onto like this forum at age 14 trying to get support for being bipolar and they'd be like why didn't you tell me anyway sorry babble but anywho I made a conscious decision in my early 20s to get off meds completely and this was right 
on track with me beginning my yoga practice. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm actually not teaching at all this year because of the pandemic, which has been really hard. But I have used my own types of healing modalities, different things that have really supported me as a replacement. And I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that this needs to be your story too. If you're here, it's very likely you struggle with mental health stuff because that has been such a topic of the show. But yeah, I'm not saying that you should get off your medication. I think medication is wonderful for so many people, so many people I love and that are in my life. I know that medication is what they need. It just has not been my journey. So I'm. this is still an episode for you if you are on medication. It's for any human being looking to improve their mental health and relationship to self. So first I wanted to talk about just some bullet points of like how I can tell when I'm slipping, how I can tell when my mental health is struggling, because I don't know if you're this way, but mine kind of creeps in. It's kind of like a dripping IV. It's like there's a couple little things that start to shift. I don't really notice it, but I'm just kind of feeling off, but I just keep like living that way. And it takes like the IV bag getting like a little more full for me to fully understand like what's happening. (laughs) And so the first thing that I notice when my mental health is really starting to dwindle is when I'm judging myself. So when those toxic thoughts, I'm judging my body, my body dysmorphia starts to creep back in. I'm just like looking at myself with like through a really negative lens. And even like the words that I speak about myself are like, say I have a business call with someone and I get off the phone and I start like tearing apart the way I talked or maybe I I sounded stupid and I'll just start like analyzing everything about myself and that is like the number one thing that begins to happen. I've always been very self-critical and when I'm in a really healthy place like I am right now, I don't see myself as ugly or dark or a shitty person. I see myself as light and love and all the things that I am. But when my mental health is dwindling, all I can see is the dark shit and it's terrible. Um, The next thing that I notice about myself is I get really harsh on other people. Like there's like a handful of people that aren't in my like immediate circle, but I am just with the circumstance of my life will always be in contact with them in some way, shape or form. And I get really harsh on the way I see them. It's like, I think that they are doing things out of malice or I start to think, I I just start to pick apart the way that they are existing in the world. When, when I'm in a stable, healthy place, that shit doesn't matter. I don't even consider it. I don't I know that everyone is just doing their damn best and if anyone is having a hard, is being like mean to me or whatever, that's just an opportunity for me to nourish myself and take care of myself. So when I start getting real judgy and kind of bitchy with (laughs) other people, I can tell that I'm just not in the best place. Um, The next one, and I've talked about this a lot, is paranoia. So for years and I hit my rock bottom like my massive life rock bottom when I was 26 years old I'm 30 now 
I was just entering my Saturn return. Life was a complete shit show. Literally, my bucket got flipped and everything in my life that needed to go left. And I just hit the floor. And it was the most beautiful time in my life looking back. It's like when I met my husband and just really my life started to move into the direction it was meant to go into. But I was so fucking paranoid. I was so paranoid that like the town that I lived in where I closed my yoga studio, I like got to this terrible mental place where I thought everyone was out to get me. I thought that the reason my studio wasn't making money was because nobody liked me and that it was like everyone in the town was like out to get me. And it was like true sick paranoia. And I didn't even like see it. It was like my therapist at the time who had to like call me out and be like, I just don't see how that is true. Has anyone said anything to you? Has this ever happened? I'm like, no, but it, but they're coming for me. It was bad. So anytime paranoia starts to creep back into the forefront of my brain and I just start dissecting things or really questioning the way people are and why they're doing what they're doing, I can tell that I'm slipping and it's it's not good. So this is usually the point when I start to notice, okay, something's off is when I start making like really poor food choices. Um, I was, I'm a very healthy person. I am, I guess like healthy ish. I don't have like a strict diet. I'm not vegan. I, I eat young. I mean, I bake all the time. You guys know this, but I have a very balanced diet for the most part. But when I'm like at the grocery store and you know, like you're, there's all that candy and all the processed shit, like right there. Normally I don't even consider it. I don't even look at it. But when we're like in line and I'm like grabbing Sour Patch Kids and Hershey bars and Snickers and just like throwing them on the conveyor belts, I can totally tell that something's wrong because I just don't ever crave that. And it's like when I'm dipping into this low energy and these lower vibrations, I can tell that my body is craving things that are just going to perpetuate that negativity and that darkness. I'm not saying Snickers are evil. I'm just saying like if you are someone who typically really nourishes your body and takes good care, that's probably a very good sign that something's shifting for you. Our bodies are speaking to us at all times. And yeah, I just think it's like this little devil on my shoulder. And it's like when I'm just not taking good care of myself, it shows up in this way. And it's, yeah, it's a huge one for me. The next, this is when it's like over when I'm like okay I'm like splattered eggs on a pan it's time to like flip this let's change things let's shift it um is when I stop doing things that I normally love I'm a very creative person I'm artsy I'm active when I start just letting go of all these things I really so it's like a lack of motivation this is a huge indicator that my mental health is suffering and it's almost impossible. Like I, I'm sure you know this if you struggle with depression and, and anxiety. When you've hit this lack of motivation, you're like, how the fuck do I move from here? Don't worry, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to teach you how to do that um, very, very soon. But yeah, it's just like when I hit that lack of motivation, when my business is kind of like in this blah kind of lull place because I'm not working it and putting my creative love and energy into it, that's a huge sign that I'm not doing well. 
So those are kind of the main things that I notice for myself. Um, I invite you to maybe journal out what are some things that you see in yourself because these might not line up for you. So you could even pause the show um, just to write some things out. What are some ways in which I let myself go or what are some signs that are maybe pointing to my mental health dwindling? You know, you could even write out a question, something easy and just write out a few things you notice, things that kind of seem like the opposite of your light and your love. And then we can just continue on to the rest. So how to actually begin improving your mental health. The absolute number one for me is sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Go to bed early. And I know this is hard. I mean, if you're a night owl, I guess that would just mean maybe trying to go to sleep a little earlier and um, get up a little earlier. But if you just need to go to bed a little like your normal time, but sleep, actually sleep in, do that. I am an early to bed girl. If I am going to bed later than nine, that's also a sign that I'm not doing well. If I'm like binging chef's table or the bachelorette, like whatever, (laughs) I'm like, something's wrong. I'm numbing out when sleep is so medicinal. You guys, this is such an important part of our mental health. And my most anxious days are when I've got less than nine hours of sleep a night. And I know that sounds like, I mean, that's how much like babies sleep. I need to sleep at least nine hours a night. And doing that, I really have to create like an evening ritual for myself. So it's like, I don't touch my phone for almost two hours before going to bed. There's all these little things. I love putting my lavender oil on, letting my body fully relax and It just helps me sleep so well. And it's a huge lifter for me and my mental health. Um, The next one, I mean, all of these are going to kind of piggyback onto the ways I could tell I was thinking, but yeah, I think they're going to be really helpful for you. So eat nourishing meals. So duh, but, and if you're totally junking out right now, like if you're feeling really low and like every meal is like garbage just to not feel too intimidated I want you today or maybe tomorrow like if you need to go grocery shopping get some healthy stuff try replacing one of your meals with something super nourishing get inspired like go on Pinterest go on to Instagram accounts that do food healthy nourishing food um, and just try something new make a new recipe get kind of kickstart that um, nourishing habit again because it is so vital what we put in our bodies are going to show up in our mind and it's just so life-changing when you can really be feeding your body things that are going to make you live from a really aligned high vibe good place um next one are you ready are you having fun are you learning things i hope so (laughs) start to talk about the things that are hard for you with someone you trust. This could be your best friend. This could be your partner. This could be your mom, whoever it is. It could be a therapist. When we stay quiet with the things that are challenging for us and hurting us, it's just going to show up louder and louder and louder. We have to talk about these things that bind us and these things that cause us emotional harm. And it's like, just like physical 
pain and physical harm, emotional pain, emotional harm is debilitating and it can kill us, you know, and we need to be honest. And the beautiful thing is so many of us human beings struggle with this. So many people go through hard times. They just don't talk about it. They don't want to look weak. They don't want to whatever. But what happens is when we start to talk about the things that hurt us and the things that we struggle with, we are literally empowering the other people in our lives to do the same, to be honest, to speak true to what is hurting them. And it is just so healthy. It is so therapeutic to just get it out of you. And that doesn't mean just spend the whole day like whining about what hurts and just being like, oh, but just talk about it. Hey, this is something I'm really struggling with. And even asking for advice like, hey, do you have any tips for when you're feeling like this? And yeah, just creating that connection, um, opening that door to vulnerability with someone. It's just really profound. So yeah, share how you're struggling, what's going on. If you're open like me and want to share on Instagram, do a little post, be like, hey guys, I'm feeling really anxious today. I just wanted to put this out there in case anyone else is feeling the same way. You will be mind blown with your responses. And yeah, that's been a really helpful tool for me. Next one, breathe more fully. Let's just practice it right now. Let's take a deep breath. Huge breath out. I naturally breathe from my chest. So we talk about this in yoga a lot, deep belly breathing. It's It takes conscious effort, especially if you're like me and just breathe through your chest, little shallow breaths all day long. Our brains, our bodies, our hearts, our souls need humongous breaths from the pit of the belly. So I dare you, I triple dog dare you to breathe from your belly for the rest of this show. Huge breaths. Notice how much more connected you feel to your body, to your skin, to your cells, to who you are. Just breathe. Breathe, 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 my love. Last one. Be selective about what you ingest on social media. I talked about this on Instagram the other day. Be selective about what you ingest on social media. If you go to my Instagram page, you will see that I follow maybe 250 people. (laughs) That's a lot of fucking people, but not in the Instagram world. Some people follow thousands and thousands and thousands. But what we consume starts to show up in our lives. So if we are consuming garbage content, there is some garbage content out there. My content could very well be garbage to some people. We need to... Get rid of anything that doesn't make us feel uplifted, grounded, and inspired. Those are basically my um, points of reference when I am going through. So at this point, when I go through my Instagram, all I see are things that lift me, light me up, make me feel joy. But if you notice yourself getting like massively triggered by someone or you see visuals that are just ugly, like for me, I'm a very aesthetic person. I need pictures that are visually appealing. Like I have a couple of friends who aren't super visual with their pictures, but I love them so much that I don't care. And I still follow them (laughs) because I want to be updated on their life. Um, 
But yeah, just like let your Instagram, let your Facebook be a Facebook's a little hard, but let your Instagram be a beautiful place that you get excited to go to and you just leave feeling so good. There's so many incredible mental health accounts that I follow. You should go through again at Danny Bolts, go through who I follow if you want, and you'll find some really sweet accounts that I'm sure you will really love just the most uplifting, beautiful. I have lots of artists on there and home decor, design. It's just the freaking best. So in all of these ways that I just talked about, like how to improve your mental health, this is also going to improve your relationship to yourself. But I also had a little like extra that I wanted to talk about just specifically about improving your relationship to self, to your whole self, mind, body, soul, who you are, your personality, everything. So the very first one, and I'd say this is number one for improving mental health, my relationship to myself, is creating loving rituals and habits that I do daily. These are just little check-in moments. And for me, every morning I wake up, I'll just run you through a couple of mine. I won't do all of them because I have a billion But when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do, I go brush my teeth, I take my time, I notice, go to the bathroom, um, and then I go out into the living room and I light a couple candles in like two of my favorite corners of the space, light my candles, I put on warm lighting in my kitchen so it just feels soft and welcoming to the day. I go love on my dog who's sprawled out on the couch. I snuggle him for like five minutes and he j- I love doing that because he makes me laugh so hard. So every morning I begin with laughter for the most part. Unless my mental health is garbage, then I don't even go talk to him. I'm like, meh, <laughs> where's my coffee and a cigarette? <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't smoke, but I mean, definitely that about the coffee. Um, And then I'll go and make a French press for Hi and I and just really move through the day in that intentional way. I light a little bit of sage so I can just smell that and it just kind of nudges me into the day like, hey, you're showing up for yourself. It's so simple, you guys. Like I'm not there like doing like a, what is it called? Like the air, not airbrush, Um, like brushing my skin and taking this two hour long shower and like pumicing my feet. Like, I mean, I do that sometimes, but they're just simple moments. How can you start to add simple habits, patterns through your day where you're just doing nice things for yourself, doing nice things in your home to make it feel peaceful and cozy. And yeah, that's just a huge, huge, huge one for me. And like I said earlier, at nighttime, I always put a little lavender on my wrists and behind my ears and I'll light a candle on my bedside table just to you know, I do it all the time and it just makes me feel really reminded that I actually do love who I am and I'm worthy of those sweet moments. The next one, keeping your own word. So this one is very hard for me because I am such a rebel in (laughs) how I live and just kind of like like how I set up my calendar. It's like I don't like having a lot of things on the books because my mind changes a lot. But when it comes to certain things, like I'm doing a thing right now where it's like, I want to walk our driveway every day, every day, no matter what the weather's like. And I know with the fires and everything that can be very tricky. Um, My best friend, she's doing a cool thing. She's like going on walks every day in the mall. I think that's so funny and so cute. 
but that's because walks are so important for her mental health too. So she's showing up for herself every day in the ways that she can. But yeah, when you say you're going to do something for yourself, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do not abandon yourself. Do not just be like, eh, she doesn't matter. I'm not going to show up. Just freaking do it. Maybe do like a, maybe you say, okay, for the next week, I'm going to do yoga with Adrian. That's a, a great YouTube channel for beginner yoga students. It, it does whatever you want to do. Commit to something and just do it for yourself. Maybe it's every day when I have my cup of coffee, I'm going to just speak an affirmation to myself. I'm going to come up with an affirmation that I need and I'm going to do this for the next week. You know, just, yeah, figure something out that you can do and stick to it. And I would love to hear what you end up doing. Maybe take a picture and tag me in it or just send me a DM on Instagram um, or in the private Facebook group. You could talk about it. Medlarkers Anonymous. Um, I think that would be really fun. Yeah, that's happening. Um, <laughs> so the next one. So that one was yeah, keeping your own word. Um, the next one's pretty similar to creating those loving rituals and habits, but it's just doing sweet things for yourself that nobody else can see. Doing sweet things for yourself that no one else can see. This is also hard for me because I love aesthetic and visual and taking pictures. So oftentimes when I'm going through these little like habits and ritual practices, I will snap a picture or I'll be like doing some of my watercolor paint, which could just be something sweet for me, but I often feel like I need to take a picture. So I've definitely been working on this the last week doing daily little sweet things even I mean now I'm telling you what I did so it doesn't work but for example like before I got on this call I like really took my time making my chai tea I made a very cozy cup of tea put honey in it a little bit of cream used one of my wooden spoons to stir it and just like made it a whole thing and did not take a picture, but I did just tell you. So fuck that. Anyway, you know what I mean. Do something sweet for yourself and don't share it with anyone. Just for you, my love. Um, I put walks for the next one because that's been really profound to me just to be in nature and move my body and breathe. So doing this without a podcast playing, doing this without music, just being still, being quiet, being soft, looking around looking at my feet, pressing into the earth, just very, it can be a really sweet thing. So walk or run, just get out, do something for yourself. It's just showing up for yourself. That is how you cultivate a greater relationship to yourself. And last but not least, make something. Use creativity as a gateway to healing. Use your creative essence, that creative part of you that you have always been, always will be, were born as, as your gateway to healing. This is massively profound. I try to create every day. I try to at least paint or make a candle or carve a spoon or do whatever. I have people in my life who don't consider themselves creative at all. And I beg to differ. You know what creativity could be for you? Maybe it's making a new Instagram reel of like five minutes in the day in the life of me. That is creative. Do something different. Try something new that gets you out of your head and really putting something into the world. You don't even have to share the thing with the world, but just be making something. Tap into that. It's That energy is so deeply healing, 
moving and even when you're not sharing it with the world, the world needs it, if that makes sense. So I really hope that these helped you, you guys. I hope that kind of getting a peek into like my mental health stuff and just seeing some of the ways that have really helped me, especially during this crazy year. I hope this just makes you feel more connected to who you are. And I just love you so much. I'm I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy I got to talk to you. And yeah, as always, if you have not rated or reviewed the show, please do. This means the world. This is how Mudlark gets into more ears and more hearts. And it really does just mean the world to me. So thank you so much for being here. I love you more than you know. Bye.